0: most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this! More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom, to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact! Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents... The Jim Ross Report. Oh, with WWE Hall of Famer, Jim Ross. And now, the man himself, good old JR. Yes, indeed. Hello again, everybody. Slobberknocker Audio is on the air. I am Jim Ross. Thank you very much for being with us. And thanks for downloading our program. You know, uh, we do encourage you that... And we have a hell of a big full, full program today. A couple of special guests. Uh, but I do want to encourage you to subscribe... Uh, at Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, But subscribe at Apple Podcasts for our show. It's free. If you leave us a five-star rating, I will appreciate it very much. That's kind of the way they measure uh, podcasts, success or failure. Uh, So it's a a funny system. But your help is uh, needed. So uh, subscribe, Apple Podcasts for free. Leave a five-star rating and uh, comment if you choose. And uh, our show, again, drops every Wednesday. So there's that. Uh, today, uh, I am uh, recording in Las Vegas, where I am here to uh, MC the Wednesday night annual banquet for the Cauliflower Alley Club. Great organization. If you're interested in finding out more about that organization, how they help wrestlers in need, families in need uh, of wrestlers, then uh, it's caulifloweralleyclub.org for those that might want to look it up. It's a great organization. You could become a life member like myself. You could you could be a member by the annually, just one year at a time. But know that every dime of everything that comes in uh, goes to help wrestlers and their families who are in need of assistance. And uh, that's never been made a big public thing because it can be embarrassing when somebody find out that you know people find out that uh, you know oh Joe Blow has blown all his money. And he don't have any cash right now, and his kid can't go to they can't get their go to high school, can't get to college or whatever. We've helped a lot of people. So cauliflowerotterclub.org, the banquets on Wednesday night, uh, for that matter. And uh, But they're uh, a total nonprofit organization. Nobody gets paid. Uh, nobody gets their expenses paid. It's, it's completely voluntarily uh, uh, structured. And uh, so I mentioned Vegas, and I'm here at the studios of X107.5, with my friend Polly Cover, Polly is on the air, folks, in Las Vegas. If you're passing through, or you can check him out on the uh, Radio uh, Radio app. I'm told. Uh, so, Polly, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, thank you, Jr. For having me on. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for uh, facilitating our recording today. And before we went on, uh, started, I'll have my thoughts on the uh, uh, greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. You said you watched it. I'd love to know. Overall, what do you think of the presentation on TV? Well,
1: it's unique to wake up on a Friday morning, 8 a.m., and watch some WWE. So that, first of all, was something special in itself, and it looked like a WrestleMania. So for
0: what people are calling a glorified house show, it it was not. Why do you think people are seemingly – is it just a trend we're in? Is it just the? Is it a millennial thing, Paulie? Because you're in that younger age group. I don't detect that you're that way, but – is it just the simple fact that people had rather invest their creativity in, in negative issues as opposed to finding the, the glass being half full? It seemed like it's always half empty. And I, I predicted that Jerry Lawler and I were flying over to uh, Saudi. And I said, you know, no matter what we do, people are going to bitch.
1: There was a time when uh, the guys my age, during the Attitude Era, would read the dirt sheets. When that became a big thing on the Internet and so everybody would discuss everything and come up with their own booking for every show, and their story was the best story, so everything else is, is crap, pretty much. And I believe that my stupid generation of fans uh, <laughs> taught the next generation that what you do is bitch, and right. that has become the normal Interesting.
0: thing. Interesting. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's distressing uh, at times, but uh, I, uh, uh, and I'll talk about my experiences there, too, uh, in Saudi, because unlike a lot of people that are podcasting about the event, they weren't there. They didn't set their fat ass on an airplane for 36 total hours round trip. Uh, and it was a challenging travel to say the very least as challenging as I've ever encountered in my entire career. Uh, just the, the distance time, you, you couldn't make that travel easy. No way. So, uh, but, uh, did you, what, what stood out on the card to you? What did you, what, 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 will you take? What do you take away from that event as far as in ring stuff? Well, we saw a, uh, a championship crowned
1: with the tag team championship. I'm really into what's happening with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Uh, I'm giving them some time and seeing how WWE takes on this broken, woken character and how Bray Wyatt will be incorporated. So I was happy for them to get their moment. Uh, most of all, though, the rumble itself. That was what really stood out. The, the 50 men, how long it took. Uh, we were timing it out. I don't think every entrance was 90 seconds apiece, but, but, but it was a really good time.
0: I have uh, my experience, Paulie, is that in these Royal Rumble uh, matches, that as the as the match progresses, the uh, entry time lessens. Yes, and it's generally a, a completely a, uh, a facet of the timing of the show. We're running heavy; it's a little bit long. We got to cut some time. Uh, so uh, that didn't surprise me there. And I, matter of fact, I didn't even really notice it. Uh, I was watching the uh, uh, show from a, a locker room. The, they call it the TVL, the TV locker room, where they do some interviews and the camera guys are able to hang out and so forth. So we, we were in there watching it. I didn't even notice the interval time, to be honest with you. I just kept looking. All I know is I, I, brought, I look at these shows like a broadcaster or like I'm broadcasting it, and I wish I was broadcasting that uh, Rumble match. I had a chance to do that, but not to be. Uh but, you know, you have a different story to tell every 60 seconds or every 90 seconds, whatever the hell it is. And that's why that that match for a broadcaster can be challenging mm-hmm. because the stories change every blank, whatever, minute, 90 seconds, whatever it may be. So I was more in, involved in that or watching that process and seeing how the announcers, how well they maximize their minutes, their time on the entrances. Because you got to be strategic on your entrances because that's about the only time you can – Add definitive information on uh, on the talent who are they why are they here we know why they're here but you know what's their why, what's their chance of winning uh, their background he's the current such and such you know so you only got that a little time you got to be prepared and, and, and ready to do it and you got to have that you got 50 of those stories you got to prepare 50 of those so it's it's challenging in that regard uh, I I thought the uh, I thought the show was uh, solid uh, I don't I did not think it was a glorified house show I mean, it looked great on television from what I saw—the colorful the pyro—and you got to understand too that uh, this country isn't used to those type of events. This is a brand new deal, and I think that the more WWE can get involved there, I think they're going back in November. I read—I don't know that, but I think it's true—that uh, the more that the Western culture of what WWE produces can be brought into Saudi it increases the chances for uh, many of the old customs to be relaxed a little bit. For example, for women can drive where they'll be okay for the women to, uh, to wrestle there, for example. And I think in time, that's going to be, that's what we're going to see. What was your thoughts on the topic of women not being booked? And were you as upset that some people seem to be?
1: Well, over the past couple of years with the driving being accepted and I think They were just allowed to go see movies recently in Saudi Arabia. It's really behind the times, but they're advancing so quickly that I I would give them a little credit. I heard also that the women were being paid regardless. I don't know if that's true, but that was a rumor out there. If that's true, that's great on
0: WWE. I have no idea. I don't know why it would be that way. It's not everybody's right to be on any card. You earn your right to be on the card. And the women have done a phenomenal job, and I'm— I am as big a supporter of women's athletics in general. Hey, I'm a season ticket holder of the OU women's basketball games. I'm a big fan of the OU women's softball team as national champions, defending national champions. Uh, so I'm a big fan. But I, I, I believe the same thing about WrestleMania. It's not your birthright mm-hmm. to be booked. It's like playing in the Super Bowl. It's not your right as an NFL. You earn that right to get into that game. And so uh, I I believe that uh, the the women, I don't know if they were paid or not. I don't know why they would have been paid. That may piss some people off, but I'm just being honest. Mm -hmm. That's my problem I have sometimes,
1: being honest. It's something that also distracted me looking out into the audience, and I wish somebody on the broadcast team would explain what was going on in the crowd and the tradition. There were a certain group of gentlemen that would just stand around walking in circles and uh, kind of like hurting the children Yeah. that I don't – know exactly what was going on I don't either
0: I, I don't either i i had never i had never done a show where uh, i was uh, uh going through a metal detector to get to the broadcast position i and and be escorted to my position with men and, with machine guns that was that was interesting uh and then i'll never have done a a, a uh, half i never done a really too many pregame shows to be honest with you uh, but i the halftime thing we did intermission yes was for their prayer you know, they pray five times a day there, officially five times a day. And uh, that one of those time periods fell within the show. So they we stopped, the show stopped, uh, and and we we did our little uh Booker and King and I and, and Byron did our little thing at halftime, so to speak, but that was during the prayer. So it's it was a all, all unique experience to say the least. But uh I think at the end of the day, man, I enjoyed the trip. I enjoyed being a part of the first time that we've gone there. And, uh, and hopefully that it will lead to bigger and better things, more equality, uh, more, uh, you know, equal treatment of no matter your gender. And I think in time it will, the Prince there really has, he's got a plan by 2030 to have to have the country have a different perspective. Did you have a problem with the, uh, I, I read this thing. Somebody was sent me a thing about what are your thoughts on all the propaganda that was re- during the show? Well, of course I didn't read any propaganda because I was, but Cole and those guys had a pitch to, I think, a, a, like a tourism package or something like that. That doesn't bother me. You would expect that. Why wouldn't you want If I was the Saudi government, I would have demanded it. If I'm going to spend all that money to bring the show there, I'm damn sure going to let people know that we're, we want to invite you to our country to visit and enjoy what we have to offer. And I had never heard that from Saudi Arabia before because the perception of that whole territory, that region, is somewhat tumultuous at times. The, the
1: videos the photos I saw it looked like it was a pretty nice area to be in like it was a tourist attraction. Yep. How did you feel? Were you comfortable from the time you got off the plane?
0: Yeah, pretty much. The airport was a little chaotic. Jeddah airport was not. It was kind of what you'd think it would be. It needs some work. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and we had we had five star hotel. We had great food uh, at the uh, hotel and at the stadium. So I think that the, uh, WWE travel, they traveled. I think about 500 people went total crew staff wrestlers, blah, 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 everybody, all of us. yahoos. so they've got 500 of them. So they did a hell of a job getting everybody there. I understand there's some issues getting back, but that the, you can't blame travel when an airline cancels a flight. Mm-hmm. That's the airlines that's on the airline here. So, uh, but yeah, I felt good. I, I uh, I, I thought it was a good, good trip. Uh, I'll, Let's go over this a little bit of the uh, Saudi thing here, Paulie. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, again, we're in the studios of uh, X1075 in Las Vegas. Thanks to my friend, Paulie Cover. Good good follow on Twitter as well. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Paul? At Paulie Cover? At the Paulie Cover. At the. The Paulie Cover. Oh, well, shoot. Look at that. There you go, buddy. The Paulie Cover. All right, so. Uh, here's the thing about that trip folks pardon me the uh i left my house at 6 30 a.m central time on wednesday morning to go to the oklahoma city airport to fly to houston where i had a four hour layover before my flight to frankfurt germany (laughs) and uh then from frankfurt i went to uh jetta from frankfurt and so it was funny to see people walking by and Lawler and I sitting together and they did double take. If he had his crown on and I had my hat on, it would really cause a uh, calamity. It would been funny. So anyway, here's the deal. I, I left at 6.30 on Wednesday morning to, be, to begin the journey. And I returned to my house on Saturday night at 7. So here's the deal, folks. And uh, I got uh, you know, criticized by, on Twitter, some little gutless piss ants that wanted to say, J.R. looked either stoned – are drunk. I can assure you, you don't get stoned or drunk when you visit Saudi Arabia, unless you really are looking forward to meeting, you know, uh, Omar at the at the prison. I ain't interested in that. So, but people don't understand that the fatigue factor, and, and plus, you know, me and Lawler, well, you and Jerry look bad, Jr. Really, well, well I'm sorry we're in our sixties, and I'm sorry that we. Look fatigued. It's a hell of a trip. So, uh, in that time from Wednesday to Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, I stayed in a hotel room one night. So one night sleep I got between Wednesday and Saturday. Everything else was either on an airplane, 36 hours total flying time, or plus the, not that doesn't count the connection times, the wait times, uh, and then. I got to the arena on Friday, the stadium, at 10.30 in the morning. I left there at midnight that night. Our flight left at 3.20 a.m. after the event on Friday night. I flew from Jeddah at 3.20 a.m. And I flew to, King and I flew to Paris. And then in Paris, we hit a Delta flight and flew to Atlanta. Then from Atlanta, I flew to Oklahoma City. I'm sorry I look tired, folks. I really am. I'm sorry as hell I look tired. Uh, so 36 hours in the air and, you know, my late wife, Jan was a flight attendant for years for us airways. And she used to complain about, uh, why she retired is the fact that pressurized cabins are just, you know, has bad effects, but Polly, you've ever flown 36 total hours on a trip. Never in my life. Couldn't even imagine. It's horrible, but I, I really felt it's funny on Twitter. I, I did a mistake on Probably never do it again. Uh, at least I don't think I will. I've been encouraged not to, I get pissed off because I went on and did a Google search or a Twitter search of Jim Ross and to see what people were thinking about the show. And God almighty, I, I you, you find out, you're uh, about your manhood, you know, JR's drunk, J.R.'s high, JR's having another stroke. I've never had a stroke by the way, folks. Uh, but why would you let facts get in the way of a good story? So, uh, it was, uh, I just thought it was disrespectful some people, uh, the trolls. And I shouldn't be feeding the trolls. So if you got any response from me, uh, consider yourself uh, one of the few because I ain't doing it again. It's just not good. So uh, I don't understand this. Paulie, what do you think it is? It's just, uh, are, are they disrespectful? And the, the, they seem to allow their defiance uh, to embarrass them, to make them sound really ignorant am immature, and why are you even on social media?
1: I think they're mad at themselves. Really? They don't like themselves. Take it out on you. You have a good life. You know, you get to fly over to Saudi Arabia, broadcast for WWE, work for them for years, and uh, why not take it out on you?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, I, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the trip. I'm not going to get wrapped up in, well, the women's thing. Do they get paid or the nugget not get paid? Yeah. Why would they have gotten paid? They're home. And I don't know how. I didn't. Now, you can say, well, the WWE censored the women. I didn't hear any women off the record even saying, hey, I'd love to go on that trip. It's not the time, but it, it, with your continued efforts, it may be the time sooner than later that we can see you compete in Saudi Arabia. Is it going to be this year? Probably not this year, but I think as the time goes on, like they're saying next year, you mentioned about the movies, they're saying that women will be driving next year in Saudi Arabia. And so then. The thing is, we can't uh, bull rush them and change their culture and their philosophies overnight. Nobody can. Their own prince, who's going to be the king of Saudi Arabia, is trying to get there, of which I applaud. So, I thought it was a good, a positive trip. Uh, and of course, the the, the uh, some are going to say, "Well, jr's a company guy. He's going to say shit about uh, you know how bad or good." I'm telling you the, the hotel is great. The food was great. Uh, the uh, stadium was cool. Good, nice, kind of neat stadium. The big time. It was full. The talent seemed to be invigorated, even though it was a long, hard trip. There was a new environment. They knew that something special was going on. So I, I thought the matches were good. I think uh, I thought Braun Strowman would win the Royal Rumble match, and uh, because to me it was a no-brainer, and he, he did. And I, I don't know if you're on my. My thinking here, Paulie, but I I believe he's the I said this like I said this before that in 2019, he may be the guy.
1: He's absolutely insane. It's a little bit of if you took Andre the Giants with Stone Cold Steve Austin, put them together and you have this country Braun Strowman who was a monster once upon a time. But look what he's doing. He wins the tag team titles with a child, which now he's friendly to children. So that'll they'll look up to him. They'll want his T-shirt. More butts
0: and seats. Yeah. The it's, guy's the man. That's good marketing in my view. People say, Well, you're killing him. You're making him a comedic character. No, you're not. You're making him a well rounded character. Now, if he only did comedy, much like Santino Morella, for example, then I, I'm with you. That's that makes no sense. The only difference is he's 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 huge. Yeah. And you be,
1: you believe that no matter what, whether he's making you laugh or he's making you angry or scared, he's gonna beat you up.
0: Yeah, and he's the I just think that uh the mistake can be made regarding Strowman is if you get too big a hurry Mm -hmm. he needs to evolve in a natural organic way and i think that's why people don't feel like he's being force-fed them and uh, that seems to be an issue nowadays because people have enough information from social media and online and so forth to know that when somebody's getting their quote-unquote push or not whatever uh at least in their view so I, i i believe he's uh He's on the right track. I just hope he doesn't get fast-tracked. He's no reason to be fast-tracked right now. Uh, WWE's doing a good job of making us believe
1: that we're picking him as the man. Exactly. And uh, I, I think a slow burn until next year's WrestleMania is perfect.
0: So uh, that's uh, a little bit of how I felt about Saudi Arabia. And uh, uh, fun show, fun trip, challenging, yes. But I was around some really good people. Uh, the Saudis were very hospitable. You know, the security was on spot. You know, we had a, a great hotel sofa. I think it was called five-star joint. Uh, they had, they closed off their restaurant on the second floor and made a magnificent Royal, no pun intended buffet. And, and if you want to make a wrestler happy, lead them to a buffet where you have a zillion stations, you can eat healthy and clean and and they have great seafood there, by the way. In my room overlooked the beach on the Red Sea. Awesome. So, even though I was only in there for a few hours. <laughs> so, uh, that was how that works. So, I, I, I enjoyed the trip. I, I think it's a smart deal. Here's the thing that people have to understand. It was a great business decision by WWE. If your boss said, hey, Paulie, I got this idea to, make, uh, to get us millions and millions of dollars over 10 years. Uh, you think we should do it? Sign me up. Yeah. New money. Mm -hmm. It's new money, Pauly. It's new money. So I, I believe that, uh, uh, the old philosophy, I used to tell the talents this, you know, our obligation is when we were, when I was the head of talent relations and I was managing the talent roster was, uh, the goose lays golden eggs and we all get to share in the goose's, uh, uh, products, right? The, The golden eggs. And In order for the golden eggs to keep flowing, the goose has to be healthy. A healthy goose lays ample golden eggs that we can all take to the bank and our wives and girlfriends and significant others or sales can go shopping or put our kids through school or make a house payment, whatever it may be. So the goose needs to stay healthy. And this is a a very, very healthy deal for WWE. And I'm I'm assuming that uh, when they do their next uh, financials, we'll find out what that deal consisted of as best they can explain it. I'm not sure how that all works with the federal trade and all that stuff, but, uh, you will know better feel for how big it was. How do you turn down a 10 year deal, uh, to, to bring your product in the, with the combined effort of the, of the, of the Royals to modernize our country. To me, it's a, you got to go there and you got to take small steps before you get to where you, the ideal thing. I just think it's funny now. I, I, hey, look, I, like I said, I love the women in more ways than one. believe it or not. Uh, kidding. Uh, but I think that uh, I, don't, I, I don't know why a woman would get upset because they didn't get booked on a 36-hour round-trip flight. Uh, you know, when, you may not, when, you, when, there's, when there's the political climate isn't conducive for it. Progress takes time.
1: Yep. And just the, the fact that WWE was in Saudi Arabia, that's, that's a step forward. You know, maybe next time there will be women on the card. Yeah.
0: I, I just, I never realized, and maybe that's just me, I never realized that, uh, it, that the women's issue would have become such an issue mm-hmm. to some people. And, I, and I, I wonder sometimes how long have you been this pro gender thing? Are you that way in all walks of life? Do you respect all women this way? Or, you know, uh, or is it just wrestlers? Do
1: you find it the same as uh, people that
0: complain? Yeah. It's just a thing? It's a thing, yeah.
1: No disrespect, but, I yeah. mean. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I, I'm not, uh, I, I had a good experience, and I and enjoyed it, and a uh, lot of fun. So that was my little report on uh, on uh, Saudi. Good, good hotel, good food, long trip, uh, treated well, good security. Hey, I went out when I went out to do the, my the pregame show with those guys. I went through the the uh, metal detector, right? And uh, you know they check you out, make sure you don't you're not carrying any dangerous weapons out there. Uh, and so then it, it, then we came back. The show started. We came back. Then we went back out for the halftime thing. We had to go back to the same thing. You go through the security again, and get wanded, and go through the metal detector and make sure you're cool and all that stuff. And so. Security was amazing. High as hell. It was all good stuff. Uh, so anyway, Paulie, that's my thoughts on, uh, on uh, Saudi Arabia. Bottom line, I'm glad I went. I'm glad WWE went. Uh, and I'm glad that they are laying the groundwork for future events that will include everybody. But you've got to take small steps before you can get there. Like you said, change takes time. So there's that, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, I, may have a, I may be biased. I'm a company man, no doubt about that, too. But I am honest, and I think the trip was, well, a good investment of time. I like the, what's going to fall the bottom line. Or I perceive it's going to fall the bottom line. It's going to be significant that everybody that works in a company can share in some of that, 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 that money, new money. Any businessman, any good businessman is always on the hunt to, to create new money. And that's what WWE did to Saudi Arabia. But now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you want it. I know you need it. Here's what's on my mind. A lot of things going on in wrestling right now. Let's go through some of the things that uh, have crossed my radar. Uh, I'm excited about Cody Rhodes and his boys uh, doing their all-in event uh, in the Chicagoland area on, in, in September. September 1, as a matter of fact. Best of luck to those guys. They're young entrepreneurs who, the Young Bucks, uh, Cody, all those, all those boys are doing a good job in promoting themselves. They're, they're uh, doing it the right way. So uh, my hat's off to them, and I hope that I can help them uh, in the promotion of their big show on September 1st, and probably we'll get one of those uh, fellas or more on, a, on the show here uh, sooner than later. Uh, congratulations to Eric Bischoff, he and Conrad Thompson. Uh, The ubiquitous Conrad Thompson, who is everywhere. Connie, my boy. I love those cheeks. And brother, he's got some cheeks. Sassafras my ass. I don't know what that means. Uh, But anyway, Bischoff's 83 Weeks podcast started out the case really well. Proud for Eric and happy for him. And, And Conrad as well. They do a good job. So check out all those podcasts from Conrad, Bruce, Pritchard, Tony Schiavone, and now Eric Bischoff. Uh, Doing a good job. Uh, You know, we had a little rant last week. I think it was last week about the investigation. The frigging investigation in New Orleans over the incident between Davy Boy Smith Jr. throwing hot coffee in the face of Jake Roberts. Now, look, I don't condone those kind of actions. Don't get me wrong. It's not funny, really. But what was funny and mythed me was that the city of New Orleans police department had plenty of time to investigate to to create an investigation over this coffee incident are you kidding me now luckily cooler heads have prevailed the charges have been dropped and now ladies and gentlemen the city of new orleans police department can continue on with their regular business and stop this stupid investigation uh seeing where uh jake hager and uh, jeff cobb going to be uh dancing partners for MLW court Bauer is the uh, organization doing good things they're they're taping this week in Orlando I understand of course they're now on the uh uh being sports uh network on Friday nights but check them all out mlw.com gets you everything you want to know about what's going on television wise how to watch their show how to buy tickets the whole nine yards I'd love to see the swagger Jeff Cobb match I saw both those guys with Jerry Bostick's. uh uh, IWR here a couple of weeks ago in Texas and uh, thought boy th- if these two guys had a, had a little thing going this would be a hell of a match to watch and I understand too that Jake's going to be managed by uh, Colonel Parker how about that I like that so uh, there's that congratulations to those boys uh, you know I've been telling you about and this is getting closer to reality uh, the King and I have been talking about doing a show for years we got some dates that are being booked. Uh, the show is going to become a reality. I know that we have a, a couple of shows in August next week. I'll have all the exact dates. Uh, we're going to be working with Zanies in uh, Nashville and in Rosemont. I played both those clubs, and they're great—really good people. So I'll get you next week here on the show. We'll have the on-sale on sale information. They're small venues, folks, so you, you know you, you might want to jump on the tickets early. But we'll have a VIP ticket. We'll be a photo op for King and I. And I'm hoping to get a real good MC in all these markets that has a little bit of a product knowledge regarding the Attitude Era. Because you have essentially the, the voices of the Attitude Era sitting there ready to answer any question you got about that whole time frame. And quite frankly, that time frame was one of the more pivotal times in the history of the company. You know, 83 weeks, Eric's uh, podcast. Denotes they kicked our ass 83 weeks in a row, and we had to fight and and not quit, and uh, keeping our talents motivated, and we did and we won. So there's a so that stories will be plentiful. J.R. and the King shows coming to Nashville and to uh, Chicagoland, Rosemont, uh, working with Zanies again, and we'll have all again the dates, the on sale information, everything. But circle the it's in it's going to be in uh, mid August is when we're going to launch this thing. So I hope you'll be a part of it, and Jerry and I are excited about that for sure. Uh, so we got that. I want to mention that right there. Oh, I want to be in West Virginia. This is kind of a cool thing. I don't get to do many of these. I, I, I don't get to. I don't do them many because it's my schedule. But on Saturday, May 26th, I'm going to be in uh, West Virginia, uh, the appearance there at the Appalachian Power uh, Park, home of the West Virginia Power baseball team. Uh, and it's come to Legends of Wrestling Night. It's sponsored by a couple of great radio stations there, uh, 100.9 uh, and the Jock 1300, 1340 AM. Uh, check those guys out. Uh, there, you're going to get a, a, a real cool duffel bag giveaway. The first 1,000 folks that are there, and I, I'm told that for 50 bucks, you can get a VIP package that includes uh, uh, a ticket to the game uh, food. How, what's better than going to a baseball game and having a hot dog. My gastronologist may not like it, but I like it and, uh, access to private meet and greet with yours truly. And, uh, so it's, it's a cool thing. Uh, check them out. Listen to the radio there. And, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are at, uh, wvpower.com standing for West Virginia, wvpower.com. I hope you'll join us there. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be on Busted Open this Friday, if it's, uh, depending on when you're going to hear this show, uh, with, with my friend Dave LaGreca and all his, his cast of uh, uh, broadcast journalists, uh, Friday morning, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, I'll be joining the guys on Busted Open on Friday, always a joy to do that, and uh, I want to mention, too, that not only will this Friday night uh, have the finals of the New Japan Cup, one hell of a match, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, a classic. And Josh Barnett and I call that match. You'll see it on Friday night, and you can see it uh, later uh, on, the, on the app, uh, the uh, DirecTV app. Uh, I think uh, Twitch has, a, has it as well. Uh, but it's Access TV, good old Mark Cuban's network. Uh, on, uh, I, I watch it on DirecTV on Channel 340. It's on some cable systems, but make an attempt to find it. And uh so that's on Friday night, Tanahashi and Zack Saber Jr. And the booking of the Zack Saber Jr. uh matches, all ending by submission. Amazing. He didn't beat a bunch of ham and eggers either. He beat top guys by submission. Shows you the trend in booking is changing, that even fan favorites can lose by submission and not be quote unquote embarrassing or or gut they're not gonna be gutted. It's it's a good thing. So anyway, uh That's that on Friday night. And then, of course, uh, we're going to be broadcasting, hopefully, uh, at the Cow Palace in July for the New Japan, uh, they have a G1 show uh, in the Cow Palace. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. So check that out. Love to see you there as well. So finally, uh, our ticket sales for our tour in, in the UK and Ireland are going crazy. Doing really, really well. And I know... Kenny McIntosh is happy, and his Inside the Ropes crew is happy. Remember, uh, you can all the information you need inside the ropes. dot co. dot uk. Inside the ropes. dot co. dot uk. Because on Monday, June twenty five, Glasgow; Tuesday, June twenty sixth, Newcastle; Wednesday, June twenty seventh, Birmingham; Friday, June twenty ninth, in Limerick, and then on Saturday, June thirtieth in Galway, uh, Ireland. And in between, I'm going to be able to go see the, uh, where The Quiet Man was made. My favorite movie, John Wayne, Maureen O'Hara. I have an autographed picture from both those folks from the set of that movie. I love that, that film. My wife and I used to watch it every time it was on. So I will, I will uh, look, be looking forward to that. So tickets are scarce already. But check out uh, insidetheropes.co.uk for all the information, and that, by God, is what's on my mind. I'm amazed that we're getting so much positive feedback on our Slobber Knocker of the Week and the Pet Coon Goofy Award, which is still to come. Uh, a lot of great candidates this week for Slobber Knocker of the Week. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of cool things going on. Got a, certainly Dave Bautista's in the running because he's one of the stars of a hugely, hugely successful uh, film, Avengers. Infinity War, uh, been massive business. I'm so proud of Dave, good man, good guy. Uh, so Dave was in the running for this award this week. Uh, you heard Polly Cover mention Bray Wyatt and and uh, Matt Hardy. They win the tag titles for Raw, and they should, they're in the hunt, no doubt about it. And I'm like Polly, I'm curious as to where that's going, but I like the potential of it. Their team, their team. Uh, I think tag team wrestling in general in WWE can can mean more and it's a matter of getting a couple teams hot creating a rivalry and some teams got to win some you know winning is still important in pro wrestling Uh, and I know that people don't necessarily keep track of win-loss records but the perception of somebody losing every other time out and that 50-50 thing doesn't doesn't advance anybody anywhere so I, I think the tag team division is kind of a sleeping giant in WWE and maybe uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy can can address that. Uh, Daniel Bryan has to be considered as a slobber knocker of the week because he's, he goes for forever, sets a record for a rumble match. Uh, and here's a guy this just came back from uh, injury. Just came back from being inactive. And he goes well over an hour. That's a stud. And uh, Daniel Bryan, I think he's going to have a great year. He's just He's very relevant. And much like we talked about Braun Strowman getting over organically, that's exactly what happened to Daniel Bryan. He got over, and maybe it wasn't predestined to make this guy one of the top guys. He did it on his own and with the fan support. So uh, Daniel Bryan's in the running for this award this week. Didn't win it, but he's in the running. Uh, I I mentioned Braun Strowman winning the Rumble match in Saudi. He's going to be the guy, I believe, and and by, by WrestleMania 2019, I would be very surprised if Braun Strowman not only is not in the main event at WrestleMania in uh, New York uh, next year, uh, but that he wins that match and becomes the champion in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, He's just, uh, as long as he's not force-fed and he's brought along organically at a nice, comfortable pace, uh, because let's face it, he's not nearly as good as he's going to be. He has work to do on his game. But the great thing, as Paulie also mentioned, is he's a big natural athlete. He's 6'7, six, 6'8, six, you know, north of 300. Uh, he's got good feet. Let me tell you something. When that big bastard turns a corner at ringside and delivers those shoulder tackles, those football tackles, that's a great spot. How simple is that? And everybody can take that quote unquote spot, you just get run over. And so it works out really well. So I, uh, I, I'm impressed with this big guy, and, and he's going to do really, really well, without, without a doubt. But, again, slow and steady wins the race. Don't get in no big hurry with Braun Strowman. And that brings us to this week's Slobberknocker of the Week. And I've I got a story with this, and you're going to roll your eyes probably, but I can't help that. I can't see it, so it's okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield is my Slobberknocker of the Week. My boy from Oklahoma, number one pick in the NFL draft uh middle mind, has always been an overachiever. Uh had he had uh, won a Texas State High School title as a senior at Lake Travis High in Austin. Had four scholarship offers, walks on a tech, Texas Tech, wins the Big Twelve Newcomer of the Year Award, but not a scholarship. He leaves. If you don't appreciate me, I can't get a scholarship after doing what I did, then I'm not I'm not in the right place. So he goes to Oklahoma. Has no idea where he's gonna land. Coach Stoops gave him a chance. They got him in the strength and conditioning program. He got bigger, stronger, lost some weight, uh, and uh, became a three-time Big 12 champion, uh, multiple-time Heisman Trophy finalist, until he finally won it this year, the number one award in college football. But here's the here's the bottom line of this deal. You're probably wondering, Jael, what the hell do we care about Baker Mayfield? He's not. I don't even like Oklahoma. I'm a Texas fan or something. That's cool. You ain't got to be a hater though. Here's the thing. Uh, When my wife got killed last year, and during the summer, uh, when Coach Riley got uh, named the head coach at OU, uh, ESPN called me to come to the stadium to do an interview. And while I was there, waiting my turn to to record the interview about Coach Riley's uh, ascension and Coach Stoops retiring, uh, Baker was there. And uh, he came up to me, and he had tears in his eyes. So I thought something was wrong. You know, something had occurred to him, and, he saw me and he got tears in his eyes because he knew what I was going through with losing my wife. And he gave me a big hug. He said, JR, I just want you to know I love you and I'll always have your back. And even today, when I think about it, my eyes get teary. And so, what happened then that moved fast forward to the fall. I was at every OU game. I always stood down in the end zone to watch the guys warm up early, early, early. And Baker puts on an O.J., uh, Odell Beckham Jr. display, catching the ball. Amazing. And he, every game, he would come over to me, give me a big hug, and say, "JR, I love you. And you remember, I'll always have your back. So that's why, other than being a walk-on, overachiever, uh, you know, first walk-on to win the Heisman, I think, the first walk-on for sure to become the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. He's an overachiever. So I think Cleveland got him a dandy. Uh, he's a winner. Whether you like him or you don't, uh, I could understand sometimes his personality may great on some people. But if you know him like I know him, if you know him and you got those hugs like I got and, and uh, someone that cares about people, then uh, you would understand why I, this is a no-brainer for me. He's, this kid's made my life a little easier. He cares. He's got a heart. He's got passion. And uh, I love him. If I had a son, I'd want to be like Baker Mayfield, sort of God. So Baker Mayfield is our guy this week. But, you know, hey, look, I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention one of my signees, a great man, good friend, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane. Uh, he won the uh, Republican primary for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee on Tuesday. Election Day. He won by 17 votes over two other guys. And so now they, he has won the Republican primary. He will move to the general election in the fall and will face a Democrat. And the word on the street is that uh, it, is a, it is a Republican area, so to speak, and that he's Glenn has a great chance of becoming uh, the new mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. I can say this. Of all the guys I signed over the years, and gosh, well, mind, there's so many of them, I never signed a man or a woman that had more character, more integrity, that was more reliable. And you guys have heard me say, JR, what's your number one trait when you sign somebody? Reliability. And Glenn Jacobs stood on top of the mountain on that category. You always could rely and depend on Glenn. His word was gold. So uh, I congratulate him. All the volunteers have been helping him uh, campaign because, God almighty, he's been hit, knocking on those doors and shoe leather. He's been doing it the old-fashioned way, building personal relationships and getting, his, getting out there. So uh, congratulations to Glenn. Uh, Knox County, you got a hell of a hand there. So uh, I, I just felt bad that I didn't mention Glenn on this situation. But uh, in any event, uh, the Slobber Knocker of the Week is still the number one draft pick in the NFL draft, Heisman Trophy winner from the University of Oklahoma, my boy, Baker Mayfield. And now we come to the part of the show. I kind of like, I, I, maybe I'm a sadistic bastard. I don't know. The Pet Coon Goofy Award has been, uh, has developed a life of its own. I love it. And boy, howdy. There's never a shortage of candidates who are Pet Coon Goofy. As a matter of fact, on Monday, I go outside my my home, the patio, set up by the pool, 82 degrees Norman. I'm sitting there, all relaxed. Finally, I'm in my chair. I'm outside. The sun is shining. I'm getting a little. I'm, I'm de- detoxing, so to speak. And and God Almighty, I look over to my right, and about 10 feet from me is what, a live, raccoon. Petcoon Goofy. This son of a bitch. Was looking at me like I was dinner, like I was be a buffet. And unfortunately, this uh, raccoon out in the middle of the day denotes he has something wrong with it. And so uh, we called the animal control people, and they said, "Well, he, he may have rabies." Well, get his ass out of here! I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm an animal lover, but you know, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna try to nurse the back to health a, a rabid coon. So it just made me think of this award this week, and, and it kind of gave me some motivation on what's going on here uh, on this award. Never a lack of candidates, uh, and you know some you know, there's a lot of people. You can say, well, the trolls on Twitter that wanted Jr. to die or have another stroke or whatever. You know that could be those Yahoo's, but they're 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 inconsequential. They're irrelevant. They're piss ants. P i s s a n t s. Piss ants. Look at the dictionary. Uh, the uh, I've seen for some promoters have been bait and switching some talents, not paying them what they told them they were going to pay them. Here's the deal. Talents, you guys, I know a lot of boys and girls listen to our show. Don't work for those bastards. Stop working for them. Don't chase the payday so fervently that you'll compromise your integrity to work with somebody that's a, uh, a piece of manure. Don't do it. Uh, some people are so I didn't even figure this one out. Finn Balor uh, had a pro LGBT uh, shirt at, at WrestleMania. It was for WrestleMania. And then the, then the people made an issue up why, did, why didn't he wear it in Saudi Arabia? Hmm. Oh, international incident. There's something going on there. No, there's not. He, built this, he made the shirt to wear it for WrestleMania promotion. WrestleMania was in New Orleans, a long way from Saudi Arabia. So as was said in one of my favorite movies, Stripes, starring Bill Murray and a cast of thousands, lighten up, Francis. Come on. Uh, So the winner of this week's Pet Kung Goofy Award is probably a future NBA Hall of Famer, Carmelo Anthony. He's got a player's option for this next season, I think around 24 mil, 24 million dollars. When asked on his ex interview if he would be willing to come off the bench as the sixth man for the Oklahoma City Thunder next year. And he unequivocally said, Hell no. I'm not a bench guy. You're making twenty four million. You don't play defense anymore. You don't rebound anymore. You're not the shooter you used to be. You got a great name. You've had a great body of work. But what have you done for me lately? And if you're on the team and you don't want to do what the the coach wants and the team wants, then why the hell do you have a job? And the sad part about it is that Carmelo's got the thunder by the short hairs in as much as they can't cut him. So system flawed, yes. Bad attitude, absolutely. So with all those things in mind, uh, and here's a guy that's in, his, in the twilight of his career that still demands uh, to be the center of attention. By the way, the thunder is Russell Westbrook's team, Carmelo. Sorry. And uh, all I can tell you is this. When Carmelo left the Knicks, there was a celebration in New York city. They didn't, uh, there wasn't a, bring a tear to a glass eye. I don't think so. So Carmelo Anthony, ladies and gentlemen, is the winner of the pet coon goofy award for this week. Come on, Carmelo. Come on, man. I always enjoy talking about this week in wrestling because it generally reminds me of something that I actually was involved in or attended or watched or what have you. Uh, Not always, but sometimes. That's what you get when you're in biz 40-plus years. Uh, But this week in wrestling history, I'll never forget when John Cena came uh, on uh, May 1, 2011 and to, gave the news that uh, Osama bin Laden had been assassinated. And that news broke on, uh, on television, on WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Kind of aptly named, huh? Extreme? So oh, oh, uh, Osama got extremed. He's, doing, he's, he's gone. Osama bin Laden in Pakistan eliminated. John Cena announcement. Pretty cool, I thought. Uh, 31 years ago this week, uh, the great Kurt Henning... Defeated the equally great Nick Bockwinkle for the AWA title. To the greats. Uh, great chemistry between those two. And certainly Nick passing the torch to uh, Kurt was the right thing to do. Uh, this week uh, is the Rock's birthday, May 2nd. So happy birthday to the great one. Uh, great story about him and his football days uh, at Bleacher Report. You want to check that out. Good story. So uh, and I remember on uh, in 2011, The Rock had his big Monday Night uh, Raw birthday party in Miami. That was kind of a cool night too. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, oh, the uh, the last WWF event on television was this week in 2002, the Insurrection pay per view in England, and uh, that was an eventful trip because of this. The plane ride from hell. Uh, this was, uh, th- here's, what I, here's, what my, here's my quote on www.com uh, on the incident. Uh, the flight was about seven hours in length and at times was low lighted by a handful of people who consumed too much alcohol and consequently acted like children whose parents were away and left the liquor cabinet open. The conduct of this inebriated uh, minority was unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Procedures have been put in place to ensure such conduct does not occur in the future. The bottom line is this, folks. That's what I wrote. Uh, Yours truly is the person in charge of the talent roster, and the buck stops with me. We will do all we can to solve this issue so that it never happens again. So I've had this philosophy after that embarrassing moment. I've had it all along, all along is that either solve a problem or you eliminate it. And I don't know that we could solve a problem giving free liquor on a, on a, on a, on a plane to talent, all they wanted to drink. Uh, you're trying to be hospitable. or are trying to be, you know, make the trip as Amenable, enjoyable, relaxing as possible. Never in my wildest dreams I believe that these guys would just go, you know, ape shit and start to, and, and getting drunk and doing all kinds of stupid things. We had guys that were using the the seat back cover as a spittoon, dipping their skull or Copenhagen or whatever the hell, and using the back of the seat back pocket on their plane as a spittoon. That cost an individual five grand. Uh, some guys got released. I saw more about the talent than I really, I probably wish I'd have known earlier. Some guys just are not good travelers anymore. They just, they passed it. They're done. And so the way you solve these issues is you do a better job of recruiting talents. They don't have a, a, a long list of bad habits and you eliminate the free booze, uh, on the, on the flights, the hard liquor. I think we've brought it back to where you could have a beer, beer was on it and maybe some wine, but uh, it was made very clear that, uh, you know, we're not going to be drunk and crazy. That was an embarrassment. I felt so humiliated because, again, the buck stops with me. So the plane ride from hell is a, is a moment that I would like to forget. It did happen. Thank God we took measures. It has not happened since. And it, can you believe it's been 16 years ago? 16 years ago. It's amazing. So remember the old, old philosophy folks in your own life you can eliminate a, you can solve a problem if you can't you really need to eliminate it simple as that Look at this before we get to the mailbag I got to say that I'm so proud of John Cena the Rock and Dave Bautista their recent success in the movie world they're all on the charts uh, selling lots of damn movie tickets three really different but outstanding films that I would would suggest you check out. Uh, I think that blockers with John Cena is his best role. He's natural. He's really good at it. And, of course, what can you say about uh, Rampage uh, with a great one, Dwayne Johnson. Again, happy birthday, Rock. Uh, And, of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Dave Batista's success uh, on his massive success uh, in the last few days. So here's the irony is that my Cena and Batista were in the same recruiting class along with Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and Randy Orton. Not a bad group. Not a bad group. Still making money. And they got discovered. They got into WWE. They got in front of the, the huge WWE worldwide audience, and they got discovered. It's a great thing, man. I'm proud of those guys. And so if any of you are listening, and I know you are, if you want to cast JR in a film, I could probably be available. Now, we'll go to the mailbag. Uh, a lot of questions this week. Again, you can send me questions at the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com. Simple as that. The Jim Ross Report at Gmail.com. Uh, submit your questions, your comments, whatever, and our crack producer Ted will go through them. And so if you don't hear your question read, then take it up with Ted. That's right, how about that? If you don't get your question read, take it up with uh, Ted. This is from Taylor. Hey, Jim, Taylor here. (laughs) Uh, Who do you think will be the next New Japan pro wrestling talent WWE will sign? Gosh, I don't have any idea. You know, if you talk to the New Japan guys, they're going to tell you, as they should, uh, we're happy where we are. But I believe that any wrestler uh, that would have the opportunity to compete in WWE at the right time, underscored, uh, will do so. But I don't know who your uh, who the next guy is. I mean, there's a lot of potential uh, stars that could come to WWE and do really, really well. You know, uh, I think Cody Rhodes will come back someday. I think the Young Bucks will finally, before their run ends and their career ends, they'll make a run through WWE and probably make a ton of money selling merch and and uh, and working in the ring. But that's just speculation. So I don't know the answer, uh, Taylor. But. Uh, I believe that the WWE is always going to be, whether they want to admit it or not, on wrestler's radar. Why wouldn't you, if you have an opportunity to work for the biggest company in the world, why wouldn't you want to take that when the time was right and it fit your needs? So we'll just keep our eye on that, Taylor. Thanks for the question. Matthew Dunn, I've always wondered, back in the day it happens more often, but when wrestling would go backstage and they'd fight all over the arena, how did that work? Was it done live or like – Anything else they do, uh, or was it done taped? Both ways have, have – I've seen both ways utilized. More often than not, it's live. Uh, but if it's really elaborate and there's stunts involved and and props and so forth, sometimes those are pre-taped and then rolled back in. But as a rule, I think they'd rather do it uh, live, is, is my take on it. Uh, this is with Dustin in Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, by the way, my wife's hometown. Hey, Jr. just wanted to start off by saying that I've listened to your podcast for years. I'm a mail carrier, and listening to a wrestling podcast during the day is a great way to break up the monotony. On this week's episode, you talked about uh, your in-ring career and seemed to be a bit discouraged uh, about your ability, and rightfully so, in my opinion, Dustin. Uh, I'm just not sure if you feel the same way about storylines that you were involved in. Uh the storylines were not my issue. Here's the thing. You run the plays the coaches ask for. You're a ball player. You go in. you a, You got to roll. And I always knew my role. Uh, I just didn't feel like I was very good at the physicality in the ring. I'd never, I never been trained. Uh, I wasn't 20-something or 30-something when all that started. I just didn't feel like I was very good at executing. And I felt like that in-ring time could have been better served for a full-time wrestling talent than an uh, announcer. That's all. But I ran the plays that the coaches wanted, and 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 uh, Dustin mentioned the issue with the candy jar with Taz and Lawler and I. Uh, that was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. Uh, not the fact that I could hit Taz and have the candy dish, but uh, uh, but you know, I like Taz. He's my buddy, and, and we worked together a lot. And so uh, as as, it, as time would go on, and so that was kind of a fun angle. My favorite angle was in Oklahoma City at the old Myriad. Uh, where the Oklahoma Pet Band was there, and uh, Lawler and I uh, were teaming against uh, the great team of William Regal and Lance Storm. Thank God I was in the ring with three amazing pros that uh, bit the bullet and uh, sucked it up about my inabilities to do what they do. So that was my favorite. Uh, because it's new, it's in Oklahoma, the Pet Band was there, crowd was into it. And uh, I think the Dudleys uh, uh, helped us out there a little bit and uh, facilitated a victory. Uh, so you always want to go over your hometown, right? Uh, Steven Jackson is in Cambridgeshire, England. Uh, I just want to say I'm a massive fan here in the U.K. You've been the voice of my childhood. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Steve. A couple of uh, non-wrestling-related questions, if you don't mind. I am taking my children and wife to Disney World in Florida in November, could you give me some choices, advice on choices on a uh, a driving in America? Well, if you're going to drive in Orlando, you know you got to stay on the right side of the road, right? I've done this. I went to Bermuda one time, got in the wrong lane, wrecked my car, leaving the parking area of the rental car place with my lovely little wife. I may have had too much to drink on the plane, but nevertheless, it's full, full disclosure. Driving in Orlando is packed, crowded. Give yourself plenty of time. Don't get in any hurry. And whatever you do, just don't get too frustrated. And you want to know some barbecue places there. There are a lot of good barbecue places in, in Orlando. The one that I've gone to the most is Sonny's. Uh, but I'm sure there are others. But Sunny's is the one that pops into my head, uh, Steve. And enjoy your visit to the States. And thanks for being a fan there in the U.K. Uh, Louis the Rosiers, like a French guy. Uh, long time JR. Big fan. Missing the uh, days of uh, Husker and OU football. Me too, buddy. Me too. Thanks to uh, big money, TV networks, and the, the ignorance of Delos Dodds, the former athletic director at the University of Texas, uh, Nebraska, uh, and Colorado decided to get the hell out of the league. Sad. So I miss it. One correction. A selfie – with more than one in the photo, is called a, an Uzi. Uzi. Is that Uzi? What is that, Polly? Uzi? What do you think? Uzi? I didn't know that. Did you know that? wee I don't know. i never I'll, heard that. I don't know. Okay. But I don't mind getting corrected on my own show. Thanks, Louis Des uh, Rosiers. Uh, from Joe Atherton in Blackpool, England. Great to have you back on the podcast scene. Delivering slobber knocker audio as only you can. Thank you so much. I couldn't written it better myself. Uh, as a long-term pro wrestling fan in the UK, I'm extremely proud of the vibrant uh, wrestling scene there. Basically what uh, uh, Joe Atherton wants to know is, will the, one of the, any of the big four pay-per-views ever emanate from the UK? Look, I don't have anything to base it on, yay or nay. I just see the landscape continuing to evolve and to change as the network continues to grow where the WWE is less dependent on uh, mainstream pay-per-view, and it basically it's all being driven to the network for nine ninety-nine a month, which everybody should have, in my opinion, uh, I, I would not be shocked that someday uh, the WWE would have a major event in the UK. They got great facilities. They got, they got Wembley they got Stadium, fan base. It's all there. It's just that difference in the timeline from North America and their biggest audience. So I don't know if, I think so. I certainly don't know when, but I think it will happen someday. And I, I think it should happen. I think the fans in the UK and Ireland and that whole area uh, deserve that opportunity. Uh, so I know that the WWE looks at that whole region of the world very, uh, in a very strategic manner, as they should. So we'll keep our fingers crossed there, Joe. And uh, But it wouldn't surprise me somewhere down the road, there's major pay-per-views from WWE in the UK. John Williams in Richmond, Virginia, the home of the Hebness and Mickey James. Uh, junior I'm sure you've heard it before, but I would too would like to tell you I'm a huge fan. We thank you for that. And for my money, you are the greatest wrestling commentator of all time. Well, I don't know about that, but thanks for the sentiment. Appreciate it. Uh... uh he thinks that we could find the two worst indie outlaw wrestlers and Lawler and I could make a match out of it. I think you're probably right. We're storytellers. And we brought up, the difference in Lawler and my style was that we were both brought up in the territory era. The announcers today, unless there's one that slipped by me, did not have territory experience. They didn't learn the grassroots. They didn't learn from the bottom up. And uh, I think that's what helps us a little bit. Plus, Jerry and I have been fans all of our lives. So, uh, so and anyway, uh, John wants to know what buried buried. Uh, somebody, he's using an example that Chris Jericho buried AJ Styles at WrestleMania 32. Well, I, I don't agree with that. They had a match. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. So if you're saying that anytime somebody loses, they're getting buried, I would disagree. And I think the, there's enough inside terms floating around on social media that a lot of fans, uh, believe they understand what they mean. right, uh, so, Jr. when's so-and-so going to get his push? Well, how do you, decline, how do you describe a push? So a uh, little information could be dangerous, but uh, I don't, I'm a big, companies are not going to spend a lot of valuable TV time in the process of burying somebody. It makes no sense. Why would you do that? I mean, it's dumb. It's a figment of the Internet imagination uh joe uh dully hope i didn't screw your name up joe it's josh actually so i did screw it up sorry (laughs) big fan uh very play-by-play announcer thank you you ain't got to say all that stuff folks he's from st louis uh and was not around during the territory days so you missed the sam Munchnik era of st louis wrestling which is amazing big big time uh i want to know how how i think vince views st louis as a wrestling market well, you know, I, I, I've, all, I've said to myself many times, I don't want to get inside Vince McMahon's mind. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't need to know. But I can tell you he respects all these established markets, including Sam Muchnick's Market in St. Louis. We've had some major events there, some pay-per-views there, and uh, I would think somewhere down the road that St. Louis will get a, a WrestleMania. Great stadium. Great location. Middle of America. Easy, easy access getting in and out of. So, yeah, uh, I think Vince is very uh, happy with uh, for, for the St. Louis positioning in the marketplace. Getting to the end here uh, of our mailbag this week. A lot of great questions, by the way. Uh, Aiden Barwick is in the U.K. And Aiden wanted to know, uh, in at flat, at, to 2008, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Another couple of my signees, by the way. Not to am Monsoon would say, don't break your arm, kid, patting yourself on the back. Sorry. I'm just proud and egocentric. Uh, but uh, Hardy hit this biggest swanton to date. You know, what was, they wonder what was going through my mind when he was climbing the Tron and what was going on backstage as you guys on commentary were silent. Well, you lay out. Some, people don't understand. a Good broadcasters no one to lay out. That's how I was taught, and I believe that. Sometimes the picture and the ambient sound is a better salesman than than any words I could create. So you hope when you you see somebody attempt something like that from the Titantron, the Swanton Bomb, the margin for error there is minuscule. If you miss, you're done, quite frankly, from that position. So I was anxious, scared. That was a great thing about not knowing what was going to happen in the matches for the King and I. Because we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, precondition ourselves. So whatever happened was spontaneous and real for us. And the best example is, of course, Foley going off the cell uh, uh, 20 years ago uh, when the match of the Undertaker in Pittsburgh. We had no idea. So we reacted organically and naturally. We didn't create the moment. The moment was created, and we just embellished it. So that's kind of where I looked at that deal. Uh, and finally, uh, cool, cool, uh, cool uh, correspondence here. Rob Marquart is in Davenport, Iowa. I'll be in Davenport myself in July in Iowa at Waterloo, at the wrestling hall of fame. More on that to come. But here's the sto- interesting story. Listen to this. Dear Mr. Ross. That was my dad, by the way. I'm J.R. Welcome back to the podcasting world. You were missed for a little while. But I understand business is business, and the new podcast is fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Rob. I'm looking forward to reading your book. I wanted to take a second to thank you for stressing the importance of mentoring in your podcast. As someone who's about to complete a 21-year career in the Marine Corps, and thank you, sir, for your service, uh, I have to say I wouldn't have made it this far without being mentored by someone who saw something in me to bring it out of me. Now, as I make the transition back into the civilian world on the other side of the fence, I sought out mentors to guide me along on the way to this part of the journey. As my grandfather said, when he passed on some advice, life knowledge, we can't take any of this with us where we, uh, when we go as he pointed to his head so finally again thank you for stressing the importance of mentoring we need more positive influences like yours thank you in society today Kindest regards rob Markhart. so rob thank you for your service to our country Uh, i do believe mentoring is very very important you can volunteer for little league baseball reading programs Being a good listener, being a support mechanism for younger people, we have to do something to change the trend of how young people perceive things—the defiance, the disrespect, uh, the piss entry—a new word, piss entry—the hashtag—and that's our obligation. And I'm going to work on that every day of my life till I'm no longer around. I take that, as Heenan would say, I take that final dirt nap. Uh, I'm going to focus on that, and you'll hear it mentioned our show oftentimes. So uh, get used to it. Mentor somebody and see how good it makes you feel. And that's our mailbag. Remember now, uh, the Jim Ross Report at Gmail.com. I love your questions. Send them in any time. The polls are always open. The Jim Ross Report at Gmail.com for the mailbag. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed the program this week. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And again uh, I want to thank Pauly Cover. Pauly, thank you for uh, letting us use your studio here in Las Vegas at the Powerful X107.5 uh, or 1075 radio jargon. So thanks for having us on and uh is a great follow on Twitter, the Pauly Cover and uh I, I, I enjoyed your feedback today from a educated fan.
1: Now thank you JR, you, you don't know how much this means to me to help you out uh, today. You're you're a hero to me. I I've told you this before. Uh, to make a long story short, several years ago back in 2000, I, I came down with Bell's palsy and uh, had every evil thought in my mind and turned on raw that night. And there you were. <laughs> and look how many times you've been through it. Mm-hmm. And you're not bitching. You're not complaining. You keep going. And, uh, and I, I appreciate everything.
0: You bet, buddy. Well, I, uh, I, I try to be a positive role model. Again, we go back to that mentoring thing. You know, I, I look, I, I get this about my life. Uh, Oklahomans with a southern accent. Or Oklahoma accent, or it's southern, but it's Oklahoman, and with a with full cheeks, much like Connie. My God, they're so huge, uh, and uh, and can't smile. You know, my grandchildren are in the ninth grade and the sixth grade. And they've never seen Grandpa smile, but they know I love them. They know I laugh, and I know my you know, I, Grandpa's not a not a, not a Scrooge, but the issue is a challenge. You know, And for me to maintain my uh, work on television to whatever degree it is, uh, working with Access TV, working with WWE, I'm very blessed that I was able to overcome that hand that was dealt me. But we all got hands to overcome. There's not a person listening today that, that has some sort of issue, good, bad, or indifferent, but some sort of issue. And if you don't turn your jersey in, you can stay in the game. And that's always been my goal, man. I'm not going to give my damn jersey up. Because I want to stay in the game in some degree, and I believe until you know realizing I'm on the back nine of my life, I'm going to be immersed emotionally, and and honestly and passionately in our business until the day I die. End of story. So I appreciate you being on here today, Polly, and thanks for your studio again. Uh, remember, folks, uh, next week on the program, uh, Jerry the King Lawler is going to join me, and we're going to talk about our uh, upcoming. Uh, JR and the King shows, which I know you're going to want to be a part of. We'll talk about those dates, how to get tickets, all that good stuff with the King here next week and get his thoughts on Saudi Arabia as well. So uh, it should be a fun show next week. And again, uh, we thank you for being with us for everything that we're doing uh, and follow our work on Access TV, the WWE Network and other areas. Uh, So much appreciated. So again kids, remember if you can uh, subscribe to our show uh, for free at Apple Podcasts. You can see our show wherever uh, podcasts are aired, including Google Play. and uh, And I hope that you'll leave us a five star rating. It will take you about a minute. It's not it's not an all day deal here, by the way. It's not it's not an all day singing and technical on the grounds. It's uh, about a minute's deal. Leave us five star ratings. We thank you for that. So uh, all good, man. The mighty Westwood One is killing it. I'm very happy to to find my new home here, show number four. Hope you enjoyed it. It's packed today, and I hope you'll see us back there next week for uh, when the King will join us, and we'll talk about all kinds of crazy things that we are. Hey, to travel with the Hugh Hefner of wrestling is a hell of a deal. And i got to know more about his stroke because he was involved in a sex act when he had a stroke. More on that, ladies and gentlemen, next week, live at five, no kidding. It'll be good. So, uh, for everybody at Westwood One, for my pal, Pauly Culver, uh, and all you guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much, and I will talk to you next week. So, until then, with more Slobberdocker Audio, I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross saying, so long, everybody.
1: Westwood One Podcast Network, The Raven Effect.
0: Whenever I would try a new
1: move, I would just test it live and let it blow up in my face when I did it all wrong. I was doing a springboard in Portland Wrestling. I was going to clothesline Rex King in the back of the head. The plastic tubing spun, and I took a face plant. So there was about a second or two of nothing happening, and then i just ankle pick them. The Raven Effect. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round Together, it's those weekend golf guys They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Tylus and Callaway and blah, blah, blah. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10 What if I give you 15 to 20? You can pay me more Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale <laughs> Those weekend golf guys, the podcast Part of the Believe Network Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen